Hey y'all, what's up? I'm Simone Rose and you're listening to another episode of the Notebooks and Coffee podcast where we talk about real life and your mental health. As you know, I am not a licensed therapist. However, each week I get on here and I share my stories with you all journeying my mental health in hopes that I can encourage at least one to share theirs. That being said, grab your cups and let's talk about it. This week, we're going to address the F word. Definitely not my favorite F word. My favorite F word is fuck. But I wanted to talk about fertility and how it affects your mental health. Whether it is infertility as a whole, um, whether you've experienced a miscarriage, whether you've experienced a stillbirth, any type of fertility issue that you've experienced that has affected your mental health, we're going to talk about it. So after being in a relationship for five years, this is the one I talked about previously um, with the verbal and emotional abuse and trying to get pregnant for five years. I initially thought that I couldn't get pregnant. Like, I've been trying for five years. It's just not in the cards for me to get pregnant. After this relationship, I met someone who I fell in love with. And we talked about having children and a family. And in my mind, I'm like, this all sounds great. But I'm thinking, like, I've been trying for five years. I can't get pregnant. Well, I found out I was having a baby. Little old me was having a baby. It started out, I started out getting these weird, like, metal tastes in my mouth. And then I was sleeping way more than I usually was. But I didn't think anything of it until I missed my period. And, you know, women know and understand your cycle can be off by a couple days. You can start a couple days early. You can start a couple days late. My couple days late turned into 12 days. Um, and I was like, Ooh, all right. So let me go take a test. The first test I took was on a Friday morning and it was one of the tests that had the two lines. So one line was really dark. One line was really light, which meant I was pregnant. I was just early on in my pregnancy. So I called my doctor, called the office and I tell them, Hey, I think I'm pregnant. I need to come in for an appointment. So she asked me all all my information. I gave it to her. And I asked, could I speak to my nurse? Because my nurse knew, like I had been trying for a really long time um, with my ex. And when I talked to her and I told her that I took a test, she was just like, okay, take another test on Sunday. So I said, okay. 
So that whole weekend, that Friday night, Saturday, I'm in here like thinking, I'm finna be somebody's mama. I was in here talking to my dog. You about to have a little brother or sister. We was in here excited. Sunday came, woke up, took another test. Same exact thing. Dark pink line, light pink line. I said, oh, fuck this. I need the words. I need to know. 6.30 on a Sunday morning, y'all. Got up. I ain't brushed my teeth. I ain't washed my face. I threw on some sweatpants, a hoodie, and I think a North Face because it was cold. I went to the grocery store. 6.30 in the morning. Got the little pregnancy test. I had the words. Not pregnant. Pregnant. I'm one of those people. I got to see it. I got to see it or you got to explain it to me. One of the two. Came back home. Took another test. Test said pregnant. So I'm three tests in now. And I'm like, all right. I don't need to go buy another test. But the test that I bought had two in there. So I took another one. So four tests in. By the fourth test, I'm really believing I'm finna have a baby. Like, I'm excited. I haven't told anybody yet. Nobody but dad. And we decided, you know, we weren't going to say anything until we were out of the first trimester. Okay. I go to the doctor. And I have my, what they call your like initial prenatal visit. And they did the sonogram. So I see the baby on the screen and I'm looking and it doesn't hit me yet until I hear the heartbeat. So I hear the heartbeat and then I just burst out into tears, like ugly tears, but I was ecstatic. Like I was just so happy. I was having a baby. And it's funny because three weeks prior to that, I had my, what they call a well woman exam. And I was talking to my doctor and I was pregnant then and had absolutely no clue. We were talking and he was just like, you know, when, when are you going to have kids? I know your mother wants some grandbabies. And I was just like, in due time, it'll happen. Not knowing I'm pregnant. So I leave the doctor that day. I go to AC Moore. I get a scrapbook, construction paper, and markers. Because I wanted to, to write everything out. Like when the baby got here, girl or boy, and they were old enough to understand. I wanted them to see what happened, like how they got here. And I had eventually the, the couple that knew write little messages in the book to Nugget because that's what we called the baby. That's what I called the baby Nugget. My sister called the baby Bean. I don't know where she got Bean from, but that was her thing. I called the baby Nugget. So by the time I had my first visit, 
I was already seven weeks. So after that visit, I went and bought the scrapbooks. And literally, I'm seven weeks pregnant. I done planned out a whole daycare schedule. My mama and my sister was going to keep the baby. I had figured that out. It was how it was going to work. I had a name for the girl. And dad had picked out the name for the boy. Which his name was a little unique. But, you know, I was going to let him have it because I wasn't budging on my girl name because my girl was going to be named after my brother who was a stillbirth. Um, and because his name was unisex, I, I spelled it differently and I wasn't budging on that name. And because he couldn't make me budge on that name, I felt like it was only right that I gave him, you know, if it's a boy, you can name the boy, whether I like the name or not. I gave it to him. Wasn't budging. It's okay. I had had... The thing to my baby shower picked out. I had room ideas for whether it was a boy or girl. Everything all planned out at seven weeks. By the time I'm 10 weeks, I had to go back um, to the doctor again because I was supposed to begin blood drawing. But a couple days before that appointment, I just got this weird sharp pain while I was driving home from work. And when I got home, I went to the bathroom and I noticed that, you know, there was a spot of blood. And I didn't panic initially because sometimes it happens with women early on in their pregnancy. I knew I wanted to get checked out. I called the after hours number and the nurse was like, it's okay, just monitor it. Um, but I went to the ER the next day. I went to the ER and they did a transvaginal ultrasound on me and the tech that was doing it was like, I see the baby. And I was like, oh, great. Like, I'm okay. I'm fine. And two hours later, the doctor came in. And she said, there was no heartbeat. In just three weeks, seven weeks, strong heartbeat, 10 weeks, no heartbeat at all. I bursted into tears along with the doctor that was giving me the news. Like three weeks ago, I was just at my doctor's office talking to my nurse and she was like, you finna be somebody's mama. And I was like, I know. It's about to be a little me like running around in the world. I don't know if the world is ready for that. But we live, baby. Like I'm having a baby. To hearing your baby doesn't have a heartbeat. So I go back to my doctor's office and they tell me I have to schedule a procedure, a DNC, because I was too far along for the baby to come out on its own 
supposedly. I'm not into taking pills, so I didn't want to take a pill. So we scheduled the surgery. I didn't make it to the surgery. My baby came out while I was at home. I was watching Couples Retreat because USA plays Couples Retreat just like BET pay, uh, plays Baby Boy every three days. So I was watching Couples Retreat. My body got really hot. I felt like I had to throw up. You know, your mouth waters. I felt like I had to throw up. And I did just that. I threw up once. And I came back and I laid down. Um, felt it again. I threw up two more times. The third time, I felt the baby come out. And I'm on my bathroom floor screaming in pain from literally having the miscarriage. Like my body started contracting while I was home. I'm screaming in pain from that and realizing my baby is on this pad and no longer inside of me. Hands down, one of the worst experiences I've gone through. From that day, I've questioned everything about why I had to be the one that had a miscarriage. Granted, they say one in four women have miscarriages. I couldn't understand why I had to be one of them after trying for so hard, for so long, why I had to be one of those four. I started to question God, like, why did you give me everything I wanted just to take it away? Was I not going to be a good enough mom? Or am I less of a woman now because I've had the miscarriage? Is my body broken? Did my lupus play a role? Any question you can think of, I thought it. Every day. Literally, every day. After everything happened, I um, didn't eat like I should have. I went from eating like two, three meals a day to probably eating chips once a day, drinking water, eating 
fruit here and there, but I wasn't eating like I should have ate because I'm still trying to figure out what happened. Like, why? What? What was it about me that said not right now? And in the midst of asking those questions, I became mean, not knowing how to process my emotions. I didn't know what to feel, whether it was hurt or pain or anger all of those emotions were running together and I was becoming mean saying hurtful things to people lashing out at people that were close to me not intentionally I just didn't know how to handle those emotions. And because not a lot of people knew, the support wasn't what I expected. And when I say what I expected, I got support. But the support that I felt like I needed wasn't there. And because of that, I in turn continued to lash out at people who wanted the best for me. Going through this, I've learned a lot, and I'm also still learning. Am I still angry? Sometimes. Not gonna lie, sometimes I'm still very angry. Sometimes I find myself still questioning. Am I less of a woman? Is my body broken? And, you know, I've gotten answers like, no, your body's not broken. It happens more often than you think, which is true. It happens far more often than what we talk about. Women typically don't talk about their fertility issues. We tend to get harassed the most about why we don't have kids. When are you having kids? When are you going to give me a grandbaby? Your clock is ticking. Mind your damn business. 
that is the most embarrassing, hurtful shit to ask a woman. Because if you don't know what she's dealing with, you you slapped her in the face unknowingly. So many women are asked who are dealing with fertility issues, whether it's multiple miscarriages, whether they just can't get pregnant on their own, can't get pregnant at all. Somebody that's had a stillborn baby. Asking them that puts them back in that place that takes forever to come out of. If you ever really come out of it. Not to mention the women who are dealing with these type of issues, who have friends and family members that are able to get pregnant like it's nothing that are having babies, that they're watching go through this process. It is hard. It is hard to manage your emotions. It is hard to mentally be okay after experiencing any of those situations. I wish I had the answers for y'all. But I don't. Normally I would be like, oh, you can do this. Oh, you can do that. I don't have that for this. All I have is you're not alone. Don't be afraid to talk about it. Because harboring those feelings make it 10 times worse. There are days where I'm perfectly fine. I laugh, I joke. I'm me. There are other days I feel like shit. And I cry all day. Or I, I shut down because of it. Because I'm having a flashback. Because I'm thinking this would have been Nugget's birthday or, you know, whatever. You go through those up and down emotions. And a lot of times, we women, we deal with it alone. I don't know how it hits the men. I can only imagine. Of course, it hits differently. But I don't know what goes through their mind in situations like, like this. Miscarriages. Trying to get pregnant and not being successful. Having a baby and it being a stillborn. I don't know how they process it. But I can tell you a lot of men dealing with it. 
ain't really processing it. Either because they are afraid to, they don't know how to, they want weren't taught to, you know, men are taught to be strong and, and masculine. So when something like this happens, they don't really know how to deal with it. That in itself causes a clash between their relationship because you got this one over here hurt, crying, confused, mad, angry, sad. He may be over here feeling the same thing. But because neither party knows how to express it to each other without the emotion, it doesn't come out right. Like, I tried. I really tried to have a baby. And I don't know if it's in my cards for me to have one. But to anyone struggling with fertility, Oh, y'all, I said I was going to do this episode and not cry. And I was doing good. <sighs> well, I tried. But anyone who is dealing with fertility, you are not alone. Infertility, I should say. Fertility issues. You are not alone. So many people go through it and don't talk about it. You know me. I'm going to talk about it. And I hope this helps somebody. Believe it or not, this is... This is a part of my healing. That being said, I will see y'all next week.